What's up everyone? Kevin here from Skywatcher and welcome to the What's Up webcast. My name is Kevin Lagore. I'm the host. Um, What's Up webcast takes place every Friday right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. Uh, we, we check out everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks on imaging and observing. And of course, at the end of the month, we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Now it is the end of the month and I don't have a special guest on today, so sorry about that. But we're going to be talking about Texas Star Party uh, today. And sorry, we're starting a little bit late. I was having a little bit of an audio issue. I leave for a week and the computer mutinies against me. So we've now fixed that and now we're good to go. Uh, today is May 26, 2023. Not sure where the year is going, but I think we all feel that way too. So... All right, if you've never been here before, welcome to the What's Up webcast. Uh, if you like what you see here, uh, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like on a video. Let's know, lets us know we're doing a good job. Um, if you have ideas for a future episode, please email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title it What's Up. And uh, usually it takes a few months to get things into the queue because we do book these by this quarter for the most part, unless there's something really cool going on and we'll completely uproot our whole schedule. Um, my audio seems a bit low. Let's see. Let me push it. How's that? Is that better? Are we doing okay? There we go. It seems louder to me and now it's on par. So thanks for letting me know. Cool. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, Texas Star Party for short TSP. Um, if you've ever been, TSP is what we talk about. Um, so if you're not really sure what a star party is, a star party is where you get a big bunch of astronomy nerds all in one big spot and stare up into the nighttime sky, usually in a very remote location, and we just look like a bunch of weirdos. It's a lot cooler than that. It's a lot more fun than that. If you're into astronomy, a star party is really the mecca that you have to go to. If you ever want to see equipment, you want to meet new people, maybe you've got ideas about a piece of equipment and you're not really sure. Maybe you just got your first telescope and you want to get out and meet some cool people or you want to see a dark sky. A star party is where you need to go. A star party is a big congregation of a bunch of like-minded individuals, usually people who are into astronomy, um, hopefully, because you probably drove way out into the boonies to get there. Um, it's a big get-together of amateur astronomers and professionals alike, and they are all over the world, usually in a dark sky location, so we can see the Milky Way or get some good views of various celestial objects that we can't do from home. Anyway, they are all over the world, and there's a lot of them here in the United States, of course. Uh, my personal favorite, Grand Canyon Star Party. There's Winter Star Party. There's Golden State Star Party. El Dorado Star Party. Okitex, uh, Cherry Springs. Um, Ontario Star Fest. And the list just goes on and on and on because um, there's some really big ones out there and there's some really small ones. But if you're going to go to a star party, check out your local clubs, see when they're doing a small get together. And of course, if you want to get out to the big ones, you got to do some searching. You're probably going to be doing some driving as well. And one of those big ones is the Texas Star Party, if not one of the largest and longest running star parties in the United States. So let's talk about TSP before we talk about this year. So TSP happens every May and it takes place, uh, well actually every May generally. Um, and it originally started in 1982 at its current location. Um, technically the first Texas star party was 1979, which was held across the street um, at the state park, uh, that is over Davis mountain state park, I believe. Uh, but the current version of Texas star party originated in 1982. And that takes place at the prude ranch in Fort Davis, Texas. Um, for some of you who might not know where that is, it's the middle of nowhere. Um, which is perfect. Uh, so here it is. This is a screenshot of the map. This is Texas Star Party. Texas Star Party is just outside of the small town of Fort Davis, Texas, um, which is about three hours from El Paso, uh, about 400 miles from San Antonio, which I think is about five and a half hours. 
and then about 500 miles from Dallas, uh, which is about eight and a half hour drive. Um, now our team, this is our seventh year attending. Um, our team, if you are coming from out of state or you have to fly, um, I'm going to give you some personal experience on how to get to Texas star party. If you are not driving or if you're considering going in the future, um, the best way to get to TSP, if you have to fly is either flying into El Paso or Odessa, Texas, um, El Paso, it's a three hour drive and it's probably about the same from Odessa. I've never made the flight from Odessa or Midland. They're right there. Um, I've only done it from El Paso. And it's about three hours from El Paso to get to TSP. So if you want to fly in, I would recommend flying into El Paso, renting your car, and then making the three-hour drive out to Fort Davis. Um, it's really not a bad drive. Especially if you're on the I-10, which is the main highway that runs through this portion of Texas, um, as, as well as across the United States. You can literally go from Santa Monica, California, all the way to Florida on the I-10. Um, the 10 is not a very exciting drive. However, once you get to Van Horn or uh, Kent, Kent is a very tiny speck of a spot on the map where it actually drops down from heading south from the I-10. Um, here's Van Horn right here. Kent is right here. There's nothing in Kent. Literally nothing. Um, so you drop down. And this is a very pretty drive when you actually start to drop south from the I-10 down into Fort Davis. Because now you're in mountain country um, in Texas. And it's a very pretty. It's not quite desert. You're high desert kind of place. Um, but it's a very cool place to drive and the geology is very cool so it's a very pretty location um, and you also happen to pass by mcdonald observatory um, which is a amazing facility that we're going to talk about here in a little bit uh, but the star party is only about 15 miles down the road from mcdonald observatory and then if you want to go to one of the united states uh, national parks you are about 96 miles north of Big Bend National Park, which I have not been to and need to go to because I've been over there enough and probably should take one day and actually go down there. Uh, fun fact, there's also a meteor crater um, in Odessa, which and that's about two hours or so from Texas Star Party. So that's something else to do. I'm going to tell you some of the cool things that you can do around the area because it is a cluster of small towns in this region. And there's something really refreshing being in a big city, going to visit these small towns. Um, things are so much simpler there. Um, but there's a lot of cool things to do in this area as well. So I'll mention some of those things um, as well. So anyway, um, that is where Texas Star Party takes place, just outside of Fort Davis, Texas, on the Prude Ranch. Um, it's quite a location. And if you haven't been, you should go at least once just to experience it. A um, little bit about TSP. It is a Bortle 2 sky currently. Um, it's not the darkest skies in the world, um, but it is right up there. Uh, the skies out there are phenomenal. Um, definitely worth going out. TSP does take place in May, um, so the Milky Way is not rising until after midnight usually. It depends on when Texas Star Party takes place. If it's earlier in the month, it's gonna the Milky Way doesn't rise till later. I usually like Texas Star Party when it's later in the month because I can get into the Milky Way core and all the cool things hanging out there. And that's really where those skies shine. Um, but it is excellent for galaxies. And this is where a lot of people uh, bring their big gear to TSP because if you are a galaxy imager or observer, this is the place to go. You've got Bortle 2 skies, elevation's pretty good, transparency's generally pretty nice because you're in a very arid environment. Um, for example, the picture here, this was taken a few years ago. Uh, this is the 36-inch obsession that generally comes out to Texas Star Party. I believe the owner, Larry Mitchell, is selling it from what I understood. Um, so if you're interested you need to reach out to them. I believe that scope is for sale for like a cool $25,000. It's quite impressive. It's huge. Um, and there's only four 36-inch Obsession Dobbs in the world. 
Um, that's a 36 F five. That's generally the dominant job on the field. But this year we had a collection of 25s, just 25s. Um, and this year was very low due to the weather, which we'll talk about there in a little bit. But if you're into deep sky observing with large aperture scopes, this is the location to go to because they're everywhere on the field. It's like someone just threw seeds out there and threw miracle grow on a small, tiny little daub and poof, they all turned into these big aperture daubs. Um, so if you're into daubs or if you are interested in actually buying a large aperture Dobsonian and don't really have a chance to get a hold of one to try, you really need to take a time to go out the texas star party and just walk the field because there is every size you could possibly think of on a good year at tsp so it is uh very good for dobbs galaxy season deep sky observing and of course imaging um one of the cool things about texas star party if you are an imager is there's power on the field you can plug right into the grid and you don't have to lug out these big obnoxious batteries and deal with all that. There's power all the way across the field, um, at least in the upper field. Now, the cool thing about Texas Star Party is there are three fields. There's the upper field, which you see here, the middle field, and the lower field. Um, we've only been up, as Skywatcher, we've only been up on the upper field. That's generally where the largest group of people are. Uh, the middle field is very nice. Um, and the lower field is quite big, um, which is nice because I think it gives you more of the option to camp near your equipment in the lower field. However, you are sacrificing your Southern horizon, um, a little bit by going lower on the lower fields. And one big plus about going to Texas star party is you're at like 30 degrees latitude. I think you're down there a bit. Um, Omega Centauri is naked eye, um, from there. And that's a really cool thing for some of our friends who are further North is TSP is so far South that Scorpio and Sagittarius and Centaurus and all these Southern constellations that might get clipped by your Southern horizon up North or may not even be visible are quite high and easy to obtain at texas because of how low the latitude is so that is one of the cool things that takes place at texas star party is you're able to dig into the southern horizon a lot more um if you are further north and there's power down the field and like i said earlier there are tons of telescopes at tsp if you don't know what you want and maybe you're maybe you've got maybe you're into astronomy you know you like it you have a small telescope and you're like hey i want to get a bigger telescope or I want to get more into imaging and I don't know what to get, either come out to Texas Star Party with your own stuff or just come out and walk the field. What's really cool about a lot of the astronomers that attend this star party is even though they're quite serious about what they're doing and they have massive lists of very obscure targets they are trying to get, I have not met a single person at TSP who is not open and gracious and sharing their equipment or at least telling you about their equipment. Even the largest Dobbs on the field, the owners are more than happy to share a view through their telescope. Everyone here is so gracious and warm and welcoming that it's a great place to come on out. Um, and that's really kind of true for most star parties. You find that people are generally very welcoming don't turn a white light on. If you turn a white light on, that whole thing is going to change very, very quickly. Um, but if you just have your red flashlight or a headlamp, and if you have a headlamp, point it down. Walk the field. People are more than welcome, are more than willing to share their equipment with you um, most of the time. Of course, go ask before you just hop onto someone's like 25 inch job, but you walk up being like, Hey, what are you looking at? They likely will be more than welcome to share the view with you and it's worth it. So if you're interested in looking at equipment, that's a great thing about Texas star party, most star parties in general, but especially if you're interested in a large Dobsonian, um, for years before I built my 28, 
this is where I got a lot of feedback from owners. You could go through and be like, hey, you own an 18. What do you think of that? What are the pluses and minuses? Hey, you own a 20, 22, 25, 28, 30, 32, 36. The whole fleet of apertures are there. The whole spectrum is there. And you can go down the line and literally be like, hey, what do you like and dislike about your telescope? And that's a really good way to actually see ultimately what is going to work for you before you make that big purchase and then you become one of the big aperture people at your local star party. But it's really good if you're interested in some serious gear to go to a local star party, whether it's Texas or anything else, just go talk to people, look at stuff, try it out. You will learn more from that night or two on the field than you will ever watching a YouTube video or reading articles or anything. Um, You'll get more knowledge from firsthand experience than you will reading. And that's why star parties are the first reason to go to a star party is to just talk to people and check stuff out. Now, Texas is also really well known for its speakers. It really has high caliber speakers. Um, that come on out. I don't know how they drag these people out to this location, um, but they're really good at it. Um, we have a NASA astronauts. Um, I didn't see all the speakers, but they do. The organizers of this event spend a ton of time trying to make this as best as possible. And I believe things have been changed a bit this year um, with the organizers, but I know they're trying to get more vendors to come on out. And all they have live episodes and pre-recorded spot talks. They've really upped the game as far as technology goes for that experience. So even if you're not there, you can take advantage of the people that they've brought in. So it's very cool. There's a lot of work. Um, Will, who's in the chat, Deep Sky Dude, puts a ton of effort into getting this stuff up and running. So if you haven't gone over to Deep Sky Dude's channel, You need to go over there, check him out. He'll have a video of it, but he works really hard to make this uh, thing happen. And of course, door prizes. We give tons of crap away. So go to a star party. Texas star party is a good one because they give a ton of stuff away. I have never sat through a giveaway as long as Texas star parties is. I mean, you literally have to sit there and like check your watch for how long you are sitting there watching them give stuff away. It's nuts. So, and there's some good stuff that they've given away um, over the years from various vendors and stuff like that. So anyway, that's Texas Star Party and uh, that's it. We're done. That's all the video that we have to talk about now. So you should go and we'll see you next year. Uh, No, in all honesty, if you want to know more about Texas Star Party, please go to texasstarparty.org. All the information you ever want to know is there. It tells you about lodging. You can actually be on the ranch for camping, all kinds of stuff. Everything that you're going to want to know is here. And I believe they will be updating. I mean, it just ended like a week ago. Um, They will be updating for 2024 in the near future. I wouldn't wait. If you know you want to go, I would just book and make sure you've got your name in there. That way you've got a space. But TexasStarParty.org is the place to go for that. And hopefully we will see you there next year. All right, so there's the crash course on Texas Star Party. Now you know where it's at. You know where to fly in. Hopefully, maybe you're going to drive. I'm sorry if you're making the drive, but it's it's worth going. So let's talk about this year, Texas Star Party 2023. Um, first off, I should introduce you to our team that actually went this year. We had some special guests that we dragged all the way from the frozen north of Canada. Um, so here's our team from left to right. This is the Skywatcher team, Celestron's team, and of course, Astro Backyard joined us. They joined us. We dragged them. Um, And Trevor and Ash are in the chat today, too. So hi, everyone. Um, So left to right, we have Jared Donkersley, uh, who works for marketing. Um, Myself, we have Trevor Jones, Greg Bragg from Celestron, Ashley Northcott from Astro Backyard, and of course, Jeff Simon, the director, who says yes to all the funding to make all this happen. So uh, that's our crew. This is probably one of the best reasons to go to a star party. It's not the equipment. It's not the dark skies. It's the camaraderie. 
And that's really why you should go. And there's a couple people who are not in this picture I should mention. There's Richard Wright, who's a really good friend of ours. Um, unfortunately, Richard had to go before we could get to McDonald Observatory. And then, of course, there's Will, uh, whose deep sky duties in the chat. Uh, Will was busy running around trying to make sure the star party actually went smooth. Um, so he was quite busy with all of that. Um, but this was our main crew. And then, of course, there's just an extension of friends um, at TSP. Um, and yeah, that's really the coolest reason to go to a star party is the people that you're going there and to meet. And then all the friends that you leave knowing having just had that good time for the last couple days. So that camaraderie ultimately is why star parties are awesome is because you want to make those friends and there are people at this event that we only get to see at this event. So it's worth going because we get to see all these people that we only get to see a couple times a year. And with COVID, it's made that really difficult and we get to miss those people. So it was really cool to have that. And ultimately, the most important part is an experience. You get to live that experience and it'll be a good set of memories to take with you. And, you know, that one time at band camp you gotta know you just gotta be there so anyway so we dragged our friends trevor and ash from astro backyard here they are inside the 107 inch at mcdonald observatory uh this was kind of a cool little treat that we didn't expect to actually get um but mcdonald observatory which i'm going to talk about in a minute is the professional observatory that's actually there from fort davis texas um is a major astronomical research center and they have all kinds of telescopes there but a lot of them you don't get to see so we were actually lucky to be able to kind of sneak in through one of the main guys who was just happened to be in the building at the time and opening the side door and ask don't ever be afraid to ask someone hey can we get in there and look the worst part they're gonna say is no and if it's no well at least yes but they might say yes, like this time, and then they drag you inside, and you get to see inside the observatory that's not open to the public. Yeah, insider tour, at least on this one. So um, for those of you who are not familiar with Astro Backyard, Trevor and Ashley run basically the biggest YouTube astronomy channel for astronomy on YouTube, and uh, we've worked with them for several years now. Just to clear the air, we don't pay them. We're just friends with them. So I know there's a bunch of people who think weird things, but they, we never paid them anything. So um, so we asked them to come out. We brought them out just as our guests and just let them do them. And uh, they have a really cool video out. If you haven't seen their video, go to Astro Backyard and watch their latest YouTube video. They've got some really cool stuff about the whole experience. They were recording the whole time. There's so much footage they didn't even put in their video because it was such a good time. I'm almost hoping they make like a B-roll video that just talks about the other side of Texas Star Party, but at the same time, you kind of just have to be there and experience it. But it was really cool to be able to spend the week with Trevor and Ash, and we really appreciate the fact that they were able to come on out and be a part of it. And uh, they have some really cool images that I understand that they're working on. So if you want to see what they were able to capture out there, make sure you go over to Astro Backyard or check out their Instagram, like Night Sky Ash or Astro Backyard, and you'll be able to see what images they uh, shot while working there. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what they've got. So, um, But they came with us. Again, they were guests of ours. We just brought them out and let them do what they do. So um, it was a lot of fun, and thanks to them for coming on out. All right, on the field. So this year, weather-wise, wasn't the greatest year for Texas Star Party. It kind of looked like this a lot of the time. And that's not necessarily bad. I will mention that if you are considering going to texas star party and you've never been before the weather out there gets a little weird even on a good year the weather gets strange at times uh it's very open out there it's not uncommon to have rain and an occasional thunderstorm just roll through so if you plan on coming to texas star party a couple things i would recommend you bring number one make sure you have covers for your telescope 
good ones, like ones that keep rain off of your equipment, uh, not some cheap thing. Get good ones. Um, we use really heavy-duty black trash bags, and then we put the cover over that just to make sure everything is taken care of. Um, usually on a decent year for TSP, you might lose a night or two due to weather. Um, I have not, I don't believe I've been to a TSP where every night consecutive has been good. Um, so I usually recommend if you can do the whole week, do it because you might lose a couple nights anyway. So going the whole week means you've got room to sacrifice some of the nights and you will find out that it's really nice when it's cloudy because you can actually go to sleep. Um, doing a whole seven or eight day run of a week long star party. If you have clear nights every night, you will be dead by the end of the week because you're exhausted. Um, so this year wasn't super ideal. Actually, the whole week was supposed to be shut down. We were supposed to have rain every single night. And that was very concerning the week before when we've already shipped a bunch of stuff. We've paid all this money to go. It was concerning that our whole week was just going to be trashed. But it actually worked out quite well. So Tuesday night was our first night there. We set everything up and this is what it looked like. Cleared up perfectly was actually clear all night and Trevor and Ash were actually the only ones of our crew that stuck it out till the early morning hours. It was very dewy and my understanding is it got pretty chilly because of the dew. Um, usually TSP is fairly comfortable. Uh, there's not a lot of dew in this area of the country. Um, you could fog the lens with your breath and it evaporates before it hits the glass. But uh, this is the Milky Way rising probably about one 1 30 in the morning uh pretty much from the same spot so you can see here there's this like berm up there uh so that is crappy daytime weather on the prude ranch and this is gorgeous clear night sky view from almost the same location um so the milky way is rising what's pretty cool about it is from how far south you actually are you can see Scorpio rising. You can see Omega Centauri coming up naked eye. It looks like this puffball star. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff you can see out there. Um, so we had one good all-nighter. Or I went to bed because I was tired of setting stuff up. But Trevor and Ash got out there and they were able to get some really cool stuff. So hopefully they post that. Um, the next two nights we had like half nights and around 1.30 we got closed out by clouds or random storms. This is our daytime setup. Uh, we we're there with our friends from Celestron. Greg was there. Um, and then, of course, there's Skywatcher. We always bring so much stuff it's not even funny. So this year, of course, we brought our trusty EQ6R. Um, we had some Star Adventure GTIs, some Star Adventures. But this was the first time that we actually were able to debut the CQ350 mounts in the field um so if you were at neef you saw these two mounts there in the field so this is our buddy richard he was using our one of our setups uh this is a cq350 with our new quattro 150 um piggybacked up there and he's got his imaging stuff out there um trevor was rocking in a spree 150 on the other cq350 and then ashley was running the eq6r with the esprit 120 so Lots of very nice gear. We didn't bring any Dobbs this year, which I regret. Um, maybe next year we'll drag 14 or 16. You really want some aperture out at TSP if you're going to be doing it. Um, and then, of course, Celestron brought some really nice stuff as well. You end up bringing so much stuff that you just don't have enough time to use it all. And then, of course, just walking the field is pretty busy, too. Um, another thing that I would mention if you plan to go to Texas Star Party, other than the covers, is number two, I recommend tarps. Um, I bring tarps to all the star parties that I go to, at least here in the desert. If you know you're going to be setting up in the dirt, it's really nice to put a tarp down because it keeps the dust down around your equipment. And it gets really dusty, especially out here in the West, you know, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California. I know Okitex is that way. Out here in the West, there's a lot of really fine dust. 
um, that gets kicked up, especially when you're walking around your gear all night and doing all that. Um, it's good to put a tarp down, especially at Texas Star Party, because if it rains, all the dirt turns into mud. So putting a tarp down keeps all the stuff around your equipment stable. And uh, so I would always recommend putting a tarp down if you're going to be doing something out in this particular area of the country to keep just the ground around your equipment a little cleaner and keep your equipment a little bit cleaner. Obviously, it's going to get dusty regardless, but it really does help. Uh, so get that there. Uh, you really want a good uh, large tarp um, if you can. Another thing I would recommend, this is almost a must, and it's quite strange because it's the only star party that I've ever done this at, is you need to anchor your telescope to the ground. I have seen multiple telescopes go airborne or be pushed over by the dust devils that actually occur in Texas. And you would think that your equipment is heavy enough to not move, and you would be absolutely wrong. Um, we have had 20-inch, we've had 25-inch, we've had big mounts like this get pushed and pulled over and rolled down the field because of the winds that can occur. So if you have a large imaging setup like this, it's best to use bungees or chains or rope attached to some kind of large stake and plow that thing into the ground and anchor your equipment to the ground because um, it will disappear. Um, the covers might go away, but at least your equipment didn't fall over. And it happens all the time. There is always going to be a casualty to some extent at Texas Star Party that the weather will claim. So if you're going to Texas, the three main things you need, a good cover, tarps, and stakes to mount your equipment to the ground. Um, if you have a large daub, you want to angle that down horizontally, put a rope over it, and then put like a weight or a gallon of water, some kind of weight to keep the nose down and just let it weather vane and move around with the wind. Um, usually those are okay, especially the large ones, but at times they can get pushed over. So, um, but yeah, normally when you show up to Texas star party, you set your equipment up and you just leave it there all week. Um, because generally most nights are going to be pretty good. You might get a freak storm or something like that, but that's what the covers are for. Covers also keep the dust and the heat off of it during the day. Um, less thermal junk you have to work with later on. Um, but there are people who do break it down if they want a big thing. If you are visiting Texas star party, you can actually stay on site. There's cabins there, but you have to be picked to do that. You can camp, which sounds like a great idea. Except if you're doing it for seven days, it sucks. Um, I'm not a camper. Um, I'm a professional. We don't do that anymore. Um, or you can stay at the various hotels or RV sites that are around the area. But that being said, they do close the gates. Um, so there's no cars driving in and out of the field between the evening hours at night for white light and for safety purposes. So you have to park outside the gate, walk up to your equipment. And when you're done, you walk all the way back down. And if you're on the upper field, it's a long walk at the end of the night when you're tired. So um, it's a lot easier to leave your equipment there and then just come back to tear it down. But generally, you wouldn't leave your equipment there. You you don't tear it down unless you're leaving. Or, yeah, unless you're leaving. Uh, any issues with people messing with other people's gear? No. I've never had a problem with anybody messing with equipment. And... Another reason is it's Texas. You don't mess with people's stuff in Texas. Um, there's a couple reasons on why. Um, but everyone out there, I've never really had any issues at star parties. Most of the people that attend a star party are there to enjoy the event. They are bringing their prized possessions out there to use. They don't want stuff messed with, so they don't mess with your stuff. And what's cool here, particularly that was it did actually show here in Texas was we had a freak thunderstorm come in one night and there was a couple people that had just vanished. They had, they were either observing somewhere or they're sleeping and letting their automated run go. And there was equipment that was uncovered and the rain is coming. 
there's a lot of people out there that are actually watching everyone else's back too. So what's cool is if you have covers and you're not there, there are people that will stop what they are doing, shut your gear off and do everything they can to protect your equipment to make sure it doesn't get ruined from the elements out there. And that happened this year. There was a couple people who left their imaging trains and they were running automated and no one could find them and the storm is coming. So people jumped into action, shut their equipment off, unplugged it from the grid and got them covered before the rain came in. So you're there with like-minded people who are there to experience that star party, but they're also there to watch your back too. Um, so we've never had any equipment stolen or anything like that from any of our star parties. And we ship a bunch of stuff out there. No one messes with our stuff. Everyone's usually very appreciative that you're there and very kind and everyone just kind of watches out for each other. So that's what nerds do. Um, so other than that, we had a really good time. And of course, during the star party, we were able to get some pretty cool images. This is uh, Trevor's uh, M101. And of course, we had a supernova last week that is still visible in M101 and it's brightening. Um, I believe I was talking to a professional astronomer friend of mine and they've been observing it. And I think it's getting brighter. This was a couple days ago, but it has been brightening. Um, so what is it? 2003 XIF. I might have butchered that as uh, the supernova currently visible in M101. It should be visible in average size equipment, even from your backyard. Imaging camera should knock it out. No problem. But uh, M101's got some cool stuff out there uh, to look at right now. But Trevor um, was actually able to catch a shot of it like the day after it was discovered. Um, so we actually had to like blow it up and figure out where it was. But Trevor got a cool shot of it. And go check out Astro Backyard's video and they'll be able to get back to you. Uh, they'll be able to show you what they were actually able to see there. Um, I understood there were people able to observe it at TSP as well through the larger instruments. I wasn't there to actually see that because it was later in the night. Um, but there were people that were able to actually do it. Oh, I have a bunch of videos that I'm actually jumping right over. So let me find it really quick. A uh, couple cool things. Um, here is Texas Star Party through the night vision. Um, and there's some lightning in there, but you can see... All, and all the lights that you see out there are red lights. The night vision picks that up like no one's business. Um, but there was a ton of stuff out there. This is just the upper field, but it's so dark. You do need a red light or one of these night vision uh, scopes to actually walk the field without basically tripping. But there's a bunch of stuff out there on the field. So there's a night vision view of the field at TSP. Um one of the nights we actually had a really cool, um, uh, you can see right here, these little guys right here. These were SpaceX Starlinks. Um, and this went on for like 15 minutes. Um, just watching these satellites and you could see them naked eye, but the night vision really pulled them out. And we just sat there for a while as these little things just one after the other. There must've been like 60 of them. Uh, just kind of cruising through the sky in the north. Um, but let me play that one more time. But yeah, this is just my cell phone held up to the night vision. And you can see um, all those satellites just coming out of the west and heading all the way over to the east. Um, but it was pretty cool to actually see those naked eye. Um, it's the first time I've seen a Starlink train. Um, there was a bunch of them. Um, but that was pretty cool to actually see that. So uh, there's some cool stuff there. Um, and uh, I don't know if you can hear this. Here's Trevor and Ash. They're uh, picking out their targets for the night. It was completely dark out there. It was hard to actually see them, but the night vision pulls it out uh, pretty well. Um, this, I believe, is um, Ash was getting ready to shoot uh, the cat's paw. Um, so I'm really curious to actually see what she gets out of that. So this was in the night vision. They're getting their rig ready to go. Um, but it was actually pretty cool to, you know, see them working together and doing their thing. So good job guys. And then of course, Omega Centauri, um, this is just through an eight inch. Uh, 
you can excuse the coma um, in there, but Omega Centauri is naked eye visible. Um, but this is through a C8 with the night vision. It looks like you're looking through a 30 inch um, at that point. But it was pretty cool to see that out there as well. So the night vision came out really well. Um, I know I have one. Deep Sky Dude's got one. And there was one other gentleman walking around that had one. Um, they're really nice to have in a dark location like this and you can play with them um some other stuff that we were able to do that i didn't get in here um and i should probably talk about this a little bit but uh nisi the photographic filter company um loaned me this new filter that they're coming out with this it's actually available now this is their new nd 100,000 filter um, and it's for the solar eclipses that are coming up. It is a photographic solar eclipse filter only. It is not visual. Um, but they make different sizes. It's glass. It's really well built on the uh, the cells, knurled, and it grips really well. It just threads up on there. And you're able to point your camera right up at the sun, adjust it, and you're able to shoot sunspots. So it's a white light filter, ND100,000. Uh, these are actually available right now too. Um, so this is on my 100 to 400 lens and it works pretty well. So that's a new filter that's available right now. Um, big thanks to Nisi. That's N-I-S-I. Um, let me see if I can just bring that up real quick. Um, Nisi filters. I should have had this up earlier. Um, but they had loaned me this filter to actually try out. So we brought it to Texas Star Party and it was actually pretty cool. And they are selling them now. Here we go. Um, so if you want to know more about that, go to NisiOpticsUSA.com and you can take a look at those. And they make three different sizes, 77, 82, and 95. Oh, now they're on back order. Well, anyway, um, I'm sure you'll be able to find them. But they're brand new filters, very well built very good color on them very accurate color um and you can also use it as an nd filter to do really long daytime exposures to get that blur this is 16.6 stops so long exposure daytime photography you can use that for these but they are usable for the solar eclipse so um Go check those out. Definitely worth picking one up. And they're really not expensive. And the nice part is they're really well built and they thread right onto the lens. So I will be using mine uh, for the Eclipse. So anyway, um, there's some cool stuff there. I just wanted to show that. Now, moving on, because I know we're burning up time here real quick. Let's see. Where's my PowerPoint control? Now, McDonald Observatory. This is a professional observatory that is right down the road. Um, you actually pass it on the way in. There are 16 telescopes on the mountaintops of uh, McDonald Observatory. The pictures I'm going to show you are from 2019, where we had a really big all-access tour at the time. And uh, the weather was way better. So I'm using just some of the pictures there. So um, McDonald Observatory is a phenomenal facility. Um particularly their outreach capabilities that they have there are pretty much second to none. Um, the only other observatory that I can think of off the top of my head that has the same caliber of outreach experience is Lowell Observatory here in Arizona. Those two are the dominating two. Um, so this is the 10 meter. I did say that correctly. 10 meter uh telescope that they have up on the mountain along with a couple small ones out there everything up there's like a meter or bigger so small um spectroscopy is the big thing that happens up in mcdonald observatory so if you want to go there you really need to go over there and like see it that's another reason to come to texas star party because it's a really cool thing you can go do and they generally have special tours for tsp attendees um, so this is from the mountaintop with the 82 and the 107 uh, inch telescopes looking out over to the 10 meter and its small little companions there. Um, this is their outreach facility. This is really impressive. Um, their outreach facility, is, their visitor center is amazing and they're just what they've done. So uh, this is their visitor center. Um, on top of the visitor center, they have a heliostat. Um, so on a clear day, the dome will be open and they'll actually be projecting 
the heliostat inside the visitor center so you can see the light and they break it into the spectrum and you can see sunspots it's really well done and then in the back they have this open sky planetarium where they give presentations um, on clear nights and then they have three domes as well as one specialized 18 inch telescope for wheelchair accessibility um, it's a very unique instrument um, that they have there almost one of a kind really and then in the domes here they have some pretty serious instruments that are in there i think there's like a 16 inch rc there might be a 20 or 24 uh that they have in there now and then they have some other like a 17 and a half inch uh reflector uh, pretty serious aperture instruments in the domes there so from those nice dark skies you're going to be able to use some serious scopes uh, they do have this radio dish over here. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Um, and then over here on the other side of the visitor area, they have a solar observatory where they are able to do live feeds of the sun and stuff like that too. So they have some really cool stuff that is actually sitting out there. Um, and then, of course, on the other mountain, you have the 82-inch and the 107-inch. Uh, this is the 107-inch. Fun fact about the 107-inch, it has six bullet holes in the mirror. Um, years ago, an astronomer went nuts, tried to go after his boss, and then ended up plowing six rounds into the primary mirror of the 107-inch. So, if you call us saying there's dust on your mirror and you need to clean it, don't touch it it will work just fine this telescope's been working for years and has bullet holes in the mirror so um your problems aren't that big so um but very cool instrument lots of history there so uh, if you have a chance to go to tsp and get the full access uh tour do it and another cool thing the finder scope right here this tiny little refractor tiny refractor uh this is a very rare six inch unitron you don't see them very often and where is it of course it is mounted as a finder scope to the 107 inch reflector that they have up there and a tiny little tail rad there too so you know you need a tail rad to point your 107 inch telescope so there you go uh so that is mcdonald observatory now last up um there's another facility out there and if you are a remote imager this is something you want to pay attention to this is dark sky remote um and this is uh put on by a gentleman by the name of preston star it's a very impressive facility um it's very difficult to get to and i'm not going to tell you exactly where it is um but they have a website and go to dark sky uh i think it's dark sky remote um i should have pulled it up oh i'm sorry if you want to know more about mcdonald observatory you can go to their website right here uh, mcdonaldobservatory.org they'll give you all the information of all the cool stuff that they do there but you can go over there um so dark sky remote is a very cool facility um if you're looking to host an instrument um at a very dark sky location i think all the peers are full at the moment but you'd have to reach out to them um it's a very impressive collection of stuff um so this is one of the remote roll-offs that they have. I think it's like 20 by 44. It's a huge observatory. Um, so there's there's that. And then, of course, here's a video. Where is it? Uh, walking inside of one of the observatories there. Lots of really cool stuff. Um, all these instruments are actually ran remotely uh, to take advantage of the nice dark skies that are held there in west texas uh this is not far from mcdonald observatory so you're still getting very much a uh, similar experience to what they get up on the mountain there um but very uh impressive collection of stuff if you're doing remote imaging you've got something pretty serious that needs to live in a permanent observatory like this ap175 um and there's all kinds of amazing stuff up there. Uh, we had some friends there that were installing. Yeah, Deep Sky Dude. Uh, Calvin just put a new Delta Row plane wave in there. So um, lots of really cool stuff on this facility. So if you're interested in doing uh, remote observing, I would recommend checking out um, Dark Sky 
uh, remote and checking out their stuff as well. Now, if you're looking for just something bizarre in the middle of Texas to go see, uh, there's a small town by the name of Marfa. Uh, Marfa is a very artistic, uh, very small town, about 20 miles south of uh, Fort Davis. Uh, there's also Alpine. Alpine is the larger of the three. So there's Alpine, which is the larger uh, town. Uh, there's a very good restaurant there called Riata. It's a steakhouse. If you're looking to get some good food and a little bit of a drive, the Riata is a very good place to go. Uh, Marfa has some very interesting places to go. And then, of course, just outside of Marfa is this tiny little thing on the side of the road. And this is the Prada art installation um, that is right off the side of the road. It's the weirdest thing that you'll ever see, but it makes for some really cool photo opportunities. Just don't get hit by a car because you have to walk across the road there. Uh, but you can see cars coming from like a mile away out here. Um, but that's some kind of fun little daytime thing. Um, it's just out uh, on the way out between Marfa and Van Horn. Um, so it is a bit of a drive. It's about 45 minutes to get to this from the Star Party. I don't know that I would recommend you do it during the day unless you need to kill some time. But if you're coming down from Van Horn to go up to the Star Party or you're leaving the Star Party and heading out um, through Marfa and Van Horn and up to the 10, stop by, check it out. That is the Marfa Prada store. It's not a store you can go into. It's just an art installation. Just accept it for what it is. Take your pictures and say, yeah, I've been there. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Anyway, that is Texas Star Party 2023. I hope you guys had a fun time hanging out with us this morning. Um, if you like what you see here on the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel, please go ahead and subscribe. Leave a like on the video. Uh, if you have some ideas for a future episode, please email us at info at skywatcherusa.com and title it What's Up. Um, next week is the first of the month. Uh, so we're going to be talking about what's up in the nighttime sky. We're going to be introducing next month's... I, uh, totem target so target of the month um and then of course we'll be shipping out all the patches for may um the paper kite galaxy was the target if you want to know more about that go to skywatchusa.com under the media section drop down and select um totem and you can actually check all of that out but that is pretty much it for today. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you've got some good uh, weather this weekend to go out and observe. Uh, the moon's looking really nice. Um, it's still dark in the evening. I'm sure a lot of you are going out and taking some pictures of the Milky Way. That's rising just after midnight. So uh, we are approaching Milky Way season. Uh, we are in Milky Way season now. Um, but hopefully that was fun. We really hope you can see us at Texas Star Party next year for 2024. It should be a good time. It always is. Um, and we will see you guys next Friday. So thank you very much. Clear skies, and we will uh, see you guys next week. So take care, everyone. See ya. Bye.